Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. Welcome to Focus on Albany. My guest today is Emmanuel Aragosa. Did I pronounce your name right? Yes, you did. Perfect. Okay. And Manny is in assisted living, and he's here to talk about uh, being in assisted living during COVID. So tell us a little background of how you got into assisted living. Well, I had uh, open-heart surgery uh, several years ago. And uh-huh. when I was through the hospital, they would not send me for any therapy. So I had to find some other. I couldn't go back to my house because there was nobody there to do anything, and I couldn't even get out of a chair at the time uh-huh. by myself. So I had, they took me in here, and uh, it's been a good fit. They were very good to me. They helped me a lot when I was really in bad shape. And now I'm kind of self-sufficient. Uh I don't need any extra help, really, but I uh, they feed me and they take care of my uh, needs, like laundry and stuff like that. So it, it's things that I can't do anymore, and uh, I don't have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. The trouble is, in the last year, it's been kind of been very confined, of course, like a lot of other people. Sometimes so, tell us, but, so tell us what it's like to be in an assistant living during the age of COVID. Uh, it started a year ago this week. So what changes Yeah, that's you right. Made? I remember that. Well, so what changes happened? Everything has changed. When you used to come in here and prior to COVID, uh, we have a big lounge area with a beautiful TV, and the, the chairs were pretty much all full. People sitting there watching TV together, and mm-hmm. some did what they wanted to do, and it was just a conversation, but they were all together. And But after COVID came along, you come down here, and the TV is on, but there's nobody, nobody in the lounge because they stayed in their room. They wouldn't they were afraid to even come out. I don't know. And it became a whole different thing. Everybody was isolated. Uh, the beauty parlor was closed for the ladies and for myself for a haircut. Uh, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, some of the ladies, especially, but it was, I had lost my wife before the COVID came along about four months ahead of time. But if mm-hmm. she had been alive, she would have been, I don't know what she would have done because for years, every week she went to the hairdresser. And now all of a sudden she can't go to the hairdresser. It would have been uh-huh. terrible for her. And I know it's terrible for these other ladies. They have, every time they turn around, the hairdresser's closed. Uh, the has been closed for every year. And I, I had one haircut after six months. And one of the staff did it for me. So, I mean, it was a whole different thing. Uh, you were isolated, and 
really uh, you missed your family. You couldn't see your family in the close. You could see them through a window. Right. <laughs> and uh, you could talk to them on the phone. But they're in personal, you know, so all the holidays, all the birthdays, and all the times that you would normally get together, you know, you don't understand them. And uh, it's very lonely. And sometimes mm-hmm. for, for others, it's even worse than for me because my children are all close by and they do take turns bringing me things. And uh, I like to see them from a distance, but I can't actually get close to them. And hugging is out completely. Uh, you know, you can't. And that's not a way to live. Not for a long period of time like this. Right. Uh, two great grandchildren I've never even seen yet. So uh that's that's just what never happened before. Never. Uh, so if you if you wanted to spend an afternoon with your family, um, would they let you out of the assisted living? Did they give you no. permission to do that? No. No. Not at this time. Now, it's supposed to change. According to yesterday, the National uh, Health Administration changed. said that there are people that have had their shots, which we all have had here now. Uh, As of last Tuesday, all the residents had their second shot. So in two weeks which will be a week from this Tuesday, a week from today, uh, we'll be able to, supposed to be able to go through visit others. That, you know, are just supposed to be able to go to the house. In fact, I've got an appointment for March 16th. My son says you come up to my house for dinner that night. Uh, mm-hmm. And they're not going to be able to hold me back. If somebody says, well, they, they, you can't do it. I'm sorry, I'm going. Um, because it's it's suggested, and uh, mm-hmm. it's, they what happens is when new things develop, they don't seem that they don't uh, keep up with it. They're quick enough to shut everything down, but they're not as quick to turn it back on. So we still you know- have at least. Still don't have a beauty parlor. Uh, okay, it was a year ago. It was a year ago this week that they started shutting, you know, everything down. So everybody's life changed. So well, it did. It first, yeah. So when it hit that that everything was closed down, what was your reaction? And were you still were you still um, yeah, mingling with the other people that that are in assisted living with you. Tell us about no. what happened to you. Well, after after the COVID started, uh, you didn't see anybody here. Everybody stayed in their apartment. They were all afraid huh? to come out, even to mingle amongst themselves, because of course we had no protection. We none of us had had a shot or vaccination or anything. And we were all subject to the to the COVID, and it 
you know, the, the, most of us, we're all advanced age. So if you have COVID, it's probably in the end of your, you know, that's the end of it. But so it's just everything shut down. Uh, mm-hmm. And in fact, even the dining room was closed. We had, we had to eat our meals in, in our room. And it added problems for the kitchen because they had to bring everything to you and you had to use disposable dishes. And it just, but, you know, when you know it was supposed to be that way, I think everybody accepted it. But then they never just never let let up. Uh, Even... I know, it seems as though when you heard anything on the news, it would be for nursing homes or for regular people living in their own house. But never heard that what they think they should do for assisted living. We didn't seem to have a, any representation. And uh, I, that bothered me. And there were okay. things that I think that could have been done differently. Just here we are. Now we've all got our shots. The the, the staff, I understand. I guess somebody could say they didn't want to, but they can't tell you if anybody didn't take it. But there is one now, right now, we're supposed to be quarantined because one of the staff came down with the positive test. And uh, I don't know. But uh, it's uh, yeah. I, I sometimes what you don't know is worse than what you don't. Uh, right, right. I've been a I've been in business for forty years, forty five years, and we didn't wait till something happened before we make a decision. You know, you had to be mm-hmm. proactive, but they're not. Like even now with the hairdresser, as far as I'm concerned, why haven't they made arrangements for the hairdresser to come back, say, next week, which is two weeks after everybody's had their shots? You don't hear anything. They know who was supposed to be, but I don't think they've made arrangements. Say, look, March 16th, you can come back and start working. Mm -hmm. And, Mm. you know, just, just wrong. Wrong. I, uh, it's hard for me to talk without talking to a person, a person in, in uh, when you're talking person to person. Telephones mm-hmm. and I are not really. I'm not. The, I'm not really great friends. I, I, I work yeah. for. I work for a company that if you made a, call, a phone call to a customer, they weren't very happy about it. They wanted you to go and see them. And uh, and I, I got that uh, funny thing about me that I rather talk to person person to person and not over the phone. To be honest with you. So f- from your understanding, did any anybody who lived in the building with you, you know, the older people, any of them contract COVID? No. Not here. Okay. No, everybody okay. was, that's the wonderful thing about it. Everybody was safe. 
In fact, nobody even got the flu, just like they said, uh, you know, including myself. And uh, for years, I used to get bronchitis in the fall and in the spring. Mm-hmm. Well, this fall went by and I didn't get bronchitis. In fact, last spring went by and I didn't get it. So, mm-hmm. but some advantage, I won't tell you that, but it's just very hard. Very hard. And so, some people, there's, right. there's a lot of people here, for instance, they have children, they have uh, people in the family, but some of the family lives a, a long ways away. Right. They don't see them at all because how are you going to make a trip for four or five hours to come and visit somebody, but you can't come in and see them? Or you got to see right. them through, through, through the window. That's really not right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess, and what happened now, even now, they stopped visitations because one of the staff come down with a te- positive test. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Why didn't they have shots? In other words, there's people working here that haven't had the vaccination or for some reason or other refuse to take it or don't want to take it. So I don't know, but all the all the residents here have had their their uh, inoculations now. So for for a staff member who did not get the vaccination, what should have happened in your opinion? Well, I I think that somebody should at least talk to them and, and try to encourage them to do it. It's safety for others, not for themselves necessarily. That's why you do these Why you wear a mask? You wear a mask, and not for yourself as much as it's for other people. Mhm, mhm. So and do I, you wear you wear a mask? Yes. In the, okay. my room, I do. When I'm not in the room, I do. Okay. Okay. And I don't object. I don't object to that necessarily. Uh, although okay. the, the new the new ruling says that when you're in your own family group, you don't even have to have your mask on. So, mm. but they haven't they haven't promulgated it. They haven't issued anything about it. It's just like something comes out and they, and they they're not proactive about it. They're reactive. Okay? It just bothers me. If they come out with a, a new, new uh, you know, rules of how to accommodate people, they should be established immediately. So this is the same all over the state, right? What's happening to you is happening in yes. other assisted livings throughout the state. Am I correct? I imagine so. I I don't. I can't tell you for sure. I don't know, but uh, I only know what's happening here. And uh, I've been very upset. And uh, I've biggest problem, and not more so as the last week or so, I guess, but before that, it seemed like there was nothing happening. There was no guide. There was no guidelines. The only thing the guideline was that you had to stay away from everybody. You had to wear a mask when you were out. You had to eat in in your room. You couldn't eat in the dining room. Uh, but I don't know, just 
I it's not the way I would have run the ship. <laughs> so do you have a TV in your room? Do you have a radio? Oh, I have just a regular. Everybody has a regular apartment. I got to tell you this: before the COVID came on, um, this was a very much like a. I, I made the analogy of a co-ed dormitory in a college. Uh-huh. You had your when you come in and you moved in here, you had the choice: you could stay by yourself in your room if you wanted to, or you could come out and mingle in the in the uh, common areas, and uh, they had activities. They had music with people who come in and play. Um, Music a little bit, a couple hours in the afternoon. At times, mm-hmm. they had activities, and all of a sudden, nothing, nothing. Mm. And you know, mm. even for the even for the business of of uh, the the uh, assisted living, right now, because of people moving out and a couple of couple passed away, not because of COVID. Uh, they went to the hospital and and they had other problems. And uh, there's a, at least probably about 14 apartments that are empty. And they really can't fill them because nobody can come in to look at them. If you decide you want to move in here, mm-hmm. you'd have to say yes and sign all the papers <laughs> Before you could come in and look at it, not, well, not, not many people are ready to do that. I don't think. So right, right. Now, where where are you located? This is Glenville, town of Glenville, okay. on Swagger Town Road. Okay, All it's right. a nice facility and it's in a nice area. Very quiet, mm-hmm. and uh, it's well built. It's kept clean. I mean, they just, it just, and the staff, I can't say that anything but good for the staff. The staff is wonderful. So how many people are in, in uh, assisted living in your building? Well, right now it's down, so I don't really know. It, uh, but as many as 75. Okay. Uh, uh, when it's pretty much full, you know, normal. Thing, but it's down probably down to about maybe sixty, maybe even less. Okay, so like for Thanksgiving and Christmas, there was no, there was no community uh, celebrations at all. Everybody had oh, to stay in no, their room. Yeah, more, more, more or less, yes. The uh, activity director tries to do some things, but it's very hard when you can't, you can't associate with others. You know, they have to do it individually, pretty much. So, mm. it's very difficult. You know, you, you, uh, your daughter Anne said that you're like 88, correct? 89? Yeah, 89. Okay, so, you know, and you talk well, you express yourself well, um, but there's a lot of people that are your age that are not as self-sufficient as you are. You well, think they're, those... 
Do you think that? those do you think that those people uh being there in the age of COVID is a lot more difficult than it is for you? Oh, I think so. I think so. Okay. I think you know, there's I, I previously there was always somebody visiting somebody in the place. And whether it was mm-hmm. no matter what time of day. It wasn't as if everybody came here at 6 o'clock in the evening and stayed till 8 and went home. They were here, some of them were here at 9 o'clock in the morning, 8 o'clock in the morning. They might have helped them get dressed or might have helped them something else, help make sure they got their, took their meals properly. Then all of a sudden they can't come in anymore. You know, I mm-hmm. think they, Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, sometimes people in ivory towers don't know what's going on. None of these people have ever been in here and look and see what's going on. Nobody. And of course, the, the staff, maybe the management, doesn't want anybody. But there's no reason for it. They're just afraid that no matter what they come in, they always can find something that they don't like. But, mm-hmm. you know, Everybody's like being in the service on the captain's inspection. Captains would always find something wrong. Right. Uh, they don't want, but some of these people should they get out, there, out of their offices and come and visit these situations. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they have. I haven't seen anybody. Wow. Well, so what would you... What would, if you had your chance to talk to a government official about what's going on in in your assisted living home? What would you tell them? What 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 should be done differently? Well, if we're protected here, we should. Everybody, the whole thing should be loosened back to what it was. That's what it was. They should have the, the, the beauty parlor open. They should have people come in and visit. They should have people for for entertainment, which they did before. Mm-hmm. There's no reason why not now. And, but, the, but this is, they say, they won't start making plans for that until after. After the two weeks has passed, why why are you not making arrangements now for something that happens here two weeks from now? Is that the way you run a business? You don't run a business that way. You don't wait till Mm -hmm. time has passed before you make arrangements. You make arrangements ahead of time. Right, right. It just gets me. I'm the wrong guy. I just... I never liked injustice. I mean, I know it had to be done, and I appreciate it, but there was times when it was could have been let up, and they didn't do it. Mm. And I get disappointed in, you know, the staff or, you know, how no, things have been. No, the staff, I have nothing, no qualms about the staff. We're very fortunate. Okay. We've got staff that work here because they want to work here. Because okay. they, they they care for their, their their clients. They care for their residents. 
And uh, it's wonderful, that part. I'm in love with a lot of them. (laughs) Oh, great. So who who ultimately you place responsibility with for the conditions that you find yourself in? Oh, absolutely. It just was too, too abrupt, too long. And they never held out any hope for change. And even now, we're sitting here wondering, for example, I have a doctor's appointment on March 17th. I want to know if if my daughter can take me to the doctor's appointment or do I have to use their transportation? My daughter's having her shots. But, mm-hmm. I, and I and I don't know. Why not? Why not somebody say something? That's right. Being held in the dark. What, the dining room. When are they going to open the dining room again? We're still eating in our room. Why? The staff has all been, except maybe one or two. I don't even know. They don't tell you that. How many of them have not been uh, vaccinated? But all of, all of um, the residents now have all been vaccinated. Mm-hmm. But we're still eating in our room. Why? Did you ask them why? <laughs> you don't know me. <laughs> I don't know me. They just, the one thing that got my daughter upset, she called because they called her and saying that, she had an appointment to come and see me, but because this one person tested positive, they shut down the visitations. And mm-hmm. my daughter asked some questions about something, and the person replied, he says, well, you know, after the, after the vaccinations, nothing's going to change. What do you mean nothing's going to change? Why would you say something like that? What did they mean by that? I, I, I tried to find out. It means uh-huh. that you're going to stay with the same, uh, uh, you know, same uh, thing where you can't mingle with each other, you can't have visitors, uh-huh. or you're not going to be able to eat in a dining room, or you're not going to have the beauty parlor open. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Wow. It seems funny that I keep talking about that beauty parlor, but you got to just come in here and see. The ladies always look wonderful because they mm-hmm. like to go to the beauty parlor. Mm-hmm. And, they, you know, it's normal. My wife was the same way. I can't remember when she didn't go to the hairdresser once a week mm-hmm. in years. Mm. And it wasn't because she was going out to a party or something. Mm-hmm. Just for normal reasons. Right. Well, uh, Manny, our time is up for today. So, okay, uh, thank you. Again, you have been listening to Emmanuel Aragosa. Oh, this, is, this is Cynthia Pooler. Focus on Albany. If you like this show, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Uh, Manny, please continue to stay well. Have a great day. Thank you. Thank you, dear. Bye-bye.